You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face. Being legally blind, Nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out. You can ask Nancy for advice in your life on relationships, finance, business, health, and more. Just call in at 800-333-0001. Once again, that's 800-333-0001. Now, here's Nancy. Hello and welcome to the Living Full Out Show. My name is Nancy Soleri, and today we're going to be talking about planning for the future. There's so many things we have to consider, right? There's going to be those unknowns, things that come in our path that we weren't expecting, but there's also kind of what do we want most in life? You know, we look down the road five years, 10 years, a decade. What would that look like? What, what are we striving for? So when you kind of know what you want in life, now you're able to put together the steps to get you there. So we're going to be talking about planning for the future. We're also going to be taking your calls. Again, that number is 800-333-0001. Also, stay with us in our next segment. We have our inspirational guest coming up, uh, Keisha Graves, who's going to be talking about having muscular dystrophy and what is that like and what does she have to do and able to plan for not just the future, but every day to really get to where she wants to go and to live full out. So stay with us there. And when you consider planning for the future, when we think about this show topic today, it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose goal or this abstract thought. You know, sometimes it's good to think about, what do I want for dinner? (laughs) You know, just process one small thing at a time. Then it might be, okay, where do I want to go for summer break? Okay, then tackle that. Okay. You know, what would I like to do in terms of a career goal, like going back to school or, you know, what career ultimately would I like to have? You know, it's just kind of figuring out what is your heart's desire? Because a lot of times that will take out kind of the technical, kind of the dun-dun-dun-dun of planning, the hardship of it, and it will make it more fun because life is meant to be felt. It's meant to be experienced. Never forget that. Now, I'm getting word from our producer that we do a listener on the line. We're going to go say hello to them. Hi, welcome to the Living Full Out Show. Hi, this is Emma, and I have um, a question. Yes, Emma, what's um, going on? Um, well, so um, I, I've i been applying for jobs, and I've been re- rejected, and I recent, my boyfriend recently broke up with me. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, how to find, like, motivation to keep applying for jobs, like, to keep going mm. and, and doing things. Well, first of all, what I want to do is, is tip this glass upside down, okay? Meaning that in what you just told me is that you were rejected from a job and your boyfriend broke up with you. Broke up with you, rejected from a job. So in your mind, those are the words that you're hearing. That's what's being replayed over and over again. And I'm going to take a big leap of faith here that it's probably made you doubt yourself a little bit. And Mm -hmm. what we want to do is create a new dialogue. Maybe that wasn't the right guy. You can think he's the right guy. But, but really, was he the guy that has your hopes and dreams in your hand? Is he the guy who's going to die for you? Is he the guy that's going to fight for you? I don't know. Now, he might be a really great guy, but still, there's a lot of great people in the world. But you want to find that person that you can run with, that person where spiritually, politically, career-wise, and just even vegging out, right? Sometimes couples fight over just what to watch on TV, what to have for dinner, right? No one's perfect, but maybe just maybe this person in your life was meant to be in your life only for this amount of time. You know, someone gave me good advice one time. They said, people sometimes come into our life for a reason. Sometimes it's for a season and sometimes it's forever. So maybe he was in your life for only a reason or maybe only a season and it wasn't forever. And then you want to think about this job rejection, right? Because when we fall, when we make a mistake, when we fail, and I'm not saying the rejection was because of that, but that 
allows us to say, I'm never doing that again. I'm going to become more prepared. I'm going to show up on time. I'm not going to procrastinate. So sometimes hard moments in our life actually make us better. In some ways, I say, bring them on. Bring on the hard moments, right? Just keep polishing yourself. Now, this rejected job that you got, maybe it wasn't quite the right fit. Maybe it was the universe's way of doing you a favor. You could have accepted it, and maybe it would have checked every box that you wanted in a career. But maybe you would have accepted it, and it might not have been exactly the pay that you wanted. Maybe there's a boss that wouldn't have been supportive. You know, maybe there's a coworker that would that you might not have jived with. So sometimes we have to trust what happens in life. We have to put on our seatbelt and we have to say, I don't understand it now. Maybe I'll get it a month from now. Maybe I'll get it 10 years from now why this happened, but I'm just going to feel it through. Have you thought about that? Yeah, yeah. Because here's what I know about you. And I only know this by listening to the tone of your voice. And I'm pretty good at tones of voices because I'm actually legally blind. So I listen to people all the time. What I know about you is you have a really tender heart because a good-hearted person asks that question. I also know that you're very smart and you're going to get what you want in life. And the way that you get what you want in life is doing exactly what you're doing now, which just means confronting what's not working. There's a lot of people that would take a rejection from a job or take a breakup and they would go into denial mode. They would eat as much mac and cheese as they could. They would drink as much wine as they could. They might even go out there and start dating people they're not even remotely interested in, but it makes them feel good. But what I know about you in just hearing your voice and talking to you is that you do have values. You do have love in your heart. You do have hopes and dreams to be fulfilled. Am I right? Yeah. So. Here's what I say. I say good riddance that that person exited your life, that reason, that seasoned person. Let's open the space for the right guy to come in. Because the longer we stay with the wrong person, we can't meet the right person. And I also say thank you for not allowing me to work at your, at your establishment. I think there's something better for me. And I don't know what that is. I'm going to trust Nancy. I'm going to keep applying because I'll tell you what, I've had so many no's in life and you only need one yes, but you just want to make sure that you're happy. Life is too short to be with the wrong person and be in the wrong job. Can you do that? Yeah, definitely. And I want you to do one more thing for me. I really want you to think about the words that you say that no one hears. These are the words that you say in your mind. These are the, 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 the deep, dark gray zone, we call them, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, the can't, won't, shouldn't. None of those words will ever serve you. You want to replace the dialogue with, I am great. I will find love. I'm worth somebody hiring me. Change the dialogue, and I promise you, you will find an energy switch in your body and in what's coming your way. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank, thank you, you for calling. Of course. Of course. Sending you lots of love, okay? You'll do great. Thank you. I love that she asked that question, right? Because when we think about our future and we get, in her case, rejected from a job, it can make us wonder, will I ever get a job? Am I going to have to settle for something I don't like? No. No. I'm not going to settle for something I don't like. And yes, I will get a job. The words we say are so important. And then there's plenty of people in the world who maybe ante up and maybe they get married and then all of a sudden something happens and they're divorced. Maybe they're, maybe they're divorced with kids, maybe without kids, but they, they walk around and they're bruised and battered and they, they think, gosh, who's going to want me with four kids? Or you know what? Gosh, if I'm going to have to tell somebody I'm divorced and then they're going to judge me like, was it me or was it them? None of that matters. It's called baggage for a reason, right? I say you just put it in a box, 
put it in the closet or ship it off. It doesn't serve you in the future. What serves you is to look at what is good about who you are, your natural skills and talents, what, what fires you up inside, what purpose you bring to the world. That's what serves you. And when we're talking about planning for the future today, let go of the past, let go of that baggage, look into the future, think of living full out in your mind, and I promise you, great things will come. But we have to be patient, right? Because life is a journey, it's meant to be lived. You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry, you're gonna be angry. All those emotions, right? Emotions stand for energy in motion. You've gotta let the energy move, but it will move through you and you will be able to live full out. Stay with us, we'll be right back with Keisha Greaves, all about planning for the future today. I'm Nancy Solari and this is The Living Full Out Show. We'll be back. Hi, professional skateboarder Tony Hawk here with Bugs Money and Daffy Duck to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you'll have the energy to skate through anything. <laughs> nice play on white, Doc. That's how I roll, Bugs. So whether you like to work the half pipe, now that's catching air, kick the soccer ball around, or dance in your room, just move it your way for an hour a day. The way you like to move, as long as you're moving. Carve out some time every day and get active. Because it's time to do a 180 on what you think exercise is. Because it can be whatever you want it to be. So be a player. Be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At www.letsmove.gov. Let's hear that one more time, Doc. That's www.letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. I'm Nancy Soleri, Certified Life and Business Coach. I want to invite you to the Personal Development Boot Camp. During the boot camp, we're going to be looking at taking those insecurities that you have and getting rid of them. We're also going to look at ways in which you can thrive and live a life full of purpose. Go to livingfullout.com forward slash boot camp, livingfullout.com forward slash boot camp to sign up. I believe in you and here's to you living your life full out. I'm Sarah, and this is my story. I'm Ellen, and this is my story. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I was having fun with my friends. I was having fun with my friends. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel to go home. I got a cab to go home. All of a sudden, from out of nowhere, a squirrel ran across the road. And all of a sudden, from out of nowhere, a squirrel ran across the road. It happened so quickly, I barely had time to react. It happened so quickly, the cabbie barely had time to react. I swerved. The cab swerved. I can't believe it. I hit a guy. I cannot believe it. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Don't drive buzzed. It's a decision you'll never regret. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do with in this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America in your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. If you think depression is all in a person's head, you're right. It's a brain illness. And like other illnesses, it has symptoms. Depression can make those who suffer from it feel hopeless. It can even lead to suicide. Learn how to stop depression from taking another life. Call SAVE, Suicide Awareness Voices of Education. 1-888-511-SAVE. On the web at save.org. I'm Alec Baldwin. Like any parent, I'm concerned about children's health. Many kids don't eat as they should and are at risk for long-term health problems like diabetes and heart disease. But here's good news. Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and other low-fat vegetarian foods 
can protect our kids and keep the rest of the family healthy too. For a free booklet, call the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine at 1-877-685-KIDS or visit www.kidsgethealthy.org. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. With Nancy's expertise, you'll learn how to embrace your potential and strive for success. If you have a question or need further support, send us an email at connect at livingfullout.com. Now, here's Nancy. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Nancy Soleri, and this is the Living Full Out Show. And today we're talking about planning for the future. But sometimes that is easier said than done, especially when things happen in our lives out of the blue. And our inspirational guest today, she went through it, okay? Um, Keisha, gosh, wow, where do I even begin? <laughs> Keisha Graves has really gone through it with muscular dystrophy. And I know when I say those words, unless you have it, like how I have retinitis pigmentosa, you don't always know what that is exactly until you've lived it. But that is why her sharing her story is so important and so relatable to today's theme because quite frankly, life was good, but she has now had to plan for her future more than she ever thought before. So she truly is a great example of what it means to live full out. So I'd like to welcome Keisha to the show. Hi. Hi. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Muscular dystrophy picked on the wrong woman, didn't it? Yes, exactly. Yep. That's the first word. You are a mover and a shaker and that's why we love you, but... <laughs> You know, it's uh, it's funny. It slowed you down a little bit, but then you cracked the code and you're still moving, grooving, and we're going to share everybody what she's up to later in the show. But I want to take our audience back because, you know, at, everything was fine, normal, you know, climbing stairs, active, but around 24, you started to notice changes in your body and what was happening. I'm sure. So at that age, I was actually in graduate school. And I started to just get really weird symptoms in my body. I would just be walking and my leg would kind of just buckle and give out on me. It was like totally bizarre. And so the first time it happened, I honestly just thought maybe, you know, no big deal, like whatever, whatever. But then it just kept on happening where, you know, the last time it really happened when me um, and my family opened my eyes was we, at, we were at the supermarket and my mom and sister, my leg just kind of buckled and I fell to the floor. And whenever I fell, I was kind of like a dead weight. Like my body just would not move when I needed like probably one or two people just to help me getting up. So my mom and sister were like, you know, I think you maybe need to see an orthopedic because we're thinking something's in maybe the feet. So then that's when we went to go make an appointment at Tufts Medical Hospital out here in Boston, Massachusetts. And I go to see the orthopedic. And then, you know, regular examination, they come in, ask me to raise my right and left leg. And the right leg would just not cooperate. It was not functioning. They would just kind of look at each other like bizarre, just like as I was. And they're like, um, I think you maybe need to see a neurologist because this seems like something more neuromuscular. Now, when you went to the neurologist, I mean, that's kind of scary, right? Because nobody yeah. wants to go to a specialist unless they have to. And they really did a ton of tests. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, <laughs> didn't they take a portion of your muscle out of your leg? Yes, it was so crazy. So, yeah, as soon as I seen the neurologist at Mount Auburn Hospital, we did several testings, MRI, EKG, you name it. And so what one of them was was a muscle biopsy. So they took a piece of muscle from out of my right leg, pretty much just numbed my leg. I was pretty much awake for the whole thing. So I seen the muscle and everything. It's pretty crazy. And then from that muscle biopsy, that's when they were able to determine that I have muscular dystrophy. And And let's just talk technical for about... 30 seconds here. How would you explain muscular dystrophy? Because what is it and what is your type specifically? Sure. So my type is called limb girdle muscular dystrophy. And muscular dystrophy forms of all different muscle diseases. Um, there's a type called SMA, which is called my spinal muscular atrophy. There's Ducen that mostly affects some young boys from early um, childhood birth. But muscular dystrophy is a form, it's just probably pretty much your muscles deteriorate over time. So it definitely does progress. Like each time as you get older, your body is just going to continue to shut down. Like for instance, for myself, I can't easily say, put my arm out to give you a handshake or put my arms around you for, you know, a proper hug. And it's unable for me to walk up and down the stairs and 
just walking for me is difficult. That's why as of right now, I am in a wheelchair. So mm. I pretty much are just able to walk just little short distances, maybe from the bedroom to the bathroom. And I need assistance with, you know, with using my walker. Well, and, and I remember for me, when I, when the doctor said I had RP, which is retinitis pigmentosa, they had said, okay, this is a degenerative eye condition. There's no cure and you'll go blind in five years. Now, great. Mm. Thankfully, five years has been like 10 years, 20 years. I'm not fully blind, but it's pretty much a shadows and, and really blurry at this point. But for you, you were kind of told the same thing, um, kind of a dim future. What did they tell you? Um, yeah, sure. So when I was first diagnosed, you know, they just kind of pretty much just said, you know, this disease does progress over time. It's eventually get wor- it's going to get worse in, and, you know, eventually you will be in a wheelchair. So, of course, mm-hmm. um, it took longer than what I expected for them to tell me because, you know, just getting all that news all at once, I'm just like, whoa, I'm thinking this was going to happen very, very instant. But, you know, that totally was a shocker for me. I didn't know what the future hold or what was going to happen. So I can definitely see um, how it did progress over time and how things just started to get more weaker and walking up and down stairs became more difficult. Getting um, from a low seat, standing up is totally impossible. So I definitely seen how it has progressed, um, unfortunately, over the years. And and I'm just curious. I mean, you went into like research mode. You were like, okay, I got this. What is this? And what can I do? And, you know, you practically lost weight. What, 30 pounds, I think? Something pretty yes. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Go Weight Watchers. Um, that is yes. what you and your cousin did. But but at yes. the same time, you know, it must have been frustrating that you couldn't have done more. Well, yes, of course. So, you know, of course, I did a lot of research. You know, of course, as much most of us do when we find out a diagnosis. And I'm just trying to research. What does the future hold? What does this mean? Because, you know, I'm hearing there's no um, care. There's no treatment. So, of course, it's like all these things are running through my head back and forth. la di da I'm like, oh, my God, this is so much. So, of course, I did read that, you know, they're saying exercise and different things, you know, could help with the, um, you know, disease. Not totally cure it, but just help it. So then that's when me and my cousin at the time joined Weight Watchers and we had, like, both of each other's support. And then with that, yes, I did lose over 30 pounds. So I definitely feel like the less weight on your body, you know, with having a muscle disease like myself, you know, the better maybe to just maneuver around and, you know, exercise. And, again, that doesn't take away regardless of what the muscular dystrophy it's going to do what it wants. It progresses what it wants. And like I tell people, this muscular dystrophy has control over me. I don't have control over, you know, what it's going to do on a daily basis. So, but I definitely feel like I do need to get back on track and exercise because I feel like mm. being in a wheelchair now that does limit me from standing up and doing the exercise that I used to. So I do miss that. Yeah, I bet. And, you know, it's interesting though with you in particular because. Well, it may control you. You really did take your power back. You said, listen, muscular dystrophy, you can slow <laughs> me down, but you are not going to take away my purpose and passion in life. So I want everyone to stay with us because we're going to learn more about Keisha Star when we come back. Today, it's all about planning for the future. And even the unexpected, like in Keisha's case, you know what? You can plan for that. You can bring in supporters in your life to help you on those really hard days. And she's going to explain further how she did that. So stay with us today. It's all about living your life full out. You know, you don't have to sit there and wonder, woes me and woulda, coulda, shoulda, and wish I had. Go out there, claim what you want in life, and everything else will fall to the wayside because there's going to be disabilities, there's going to be health issues, there's going to be the unknowns, but you have the ability to put yourself first and make a choice to be positive. So I'm Nancy Soleri. This is the Living Full Out Show. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. There are many sounds in your day-to-day life. There are sounds that wake you up. Sounds that make you smile. (laughs) Sounds that energize you. (laughs) And sounds that help you relax. But there are some sounds that can alert you to danger and can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts, now on many mobile devices 
use a unique sound and vibration to bring you information about severe weather events, amber alerts, or other emergencies in your area. With critical information from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know, wherever you are. For more information, visit ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hello, my name is Jeffrey, but people in this town call me Maniac. They call me that because I'm the fastest runner in town. But just because everyone knows who I am doesn't mean I belong. I don't really belong anywhere. You see, I'm an orphan, and I wander the streets just looking for a place that I can truly call home. My name is Maniac McGee, and I'm all alone. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Maniac McGee by Jerry Spinelli. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Look for the bare necessities. The bare necessities of healthy living are easier than you think. You better believe it. And the food pyramid shows you the way. With just the right amount of exercise and the necessary grains, vegetables, fruits, milk, and meats and beans. Just the bare necessities of life. So eat right, be active, and have fun. Yeah, man. For your own path to a healthier you, visit MyPyramid.gov. This is really living. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Ad Council. Hi, my name is Nancy Saleri, host of the Living Full Out Show. I am excited to let you know that we are now associated with Alexa. If you have Alexa in your house and you didn't know that, go ahead and find Living Full Out because you can hear us anytime you want and we're there for you to keep you motivated. Go to your app store because we're located there as well. Just look for the Living Full Out radio show. It's important to us that we put out really inspiring programming but we want to make sure that you have it at your fingertips when you need us most. We never know when those challenges are going to come, when we're going to feel lonely and need that motivation. So just know that when you need us, we're here for you. Check out Alexa, the app stores, or go to livingfullout.com. Here's to you living full out. What if I could tell you that a full-blown wildfire was going to occur tomorrow right where you live? Tell you exactly which neighborhoods it would engulf and how fast it would do it. The first thing you would do is talk with your loved ones and make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a wildfire will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you make a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. As a life coach, Nancy can teach you how to stay strong under pressure and work through challenges you face. Being legally blind, Nancy inspires others to be resilient in overcoming obstacles and live full out. You can ask Nancy for advice in your life on relationships, finance, business, health, and more. Just call in at 800-333-0001. Once again, that's 800-333-0001. Now, here's Nancy. Hi, welcome back. I'm Nancy Soleri, and this is the Living Full Out Show. And today we're talking about planning for the future. And we have brought you an inspirational guest today, Keisha Graves, who is such a great example of not only preparing for the future, but living her life full out despite having muscular dystrophy. So I'd very much like to welcome Keisha back to the show. No, thank you for having me back. Absolutely. Hey, girls. So I feel very connected to you because I think you and I both had a similar moment. I think we actually had many similar moments, even though different conditions. Um, you know, I I remember as I started to lose my vision and things started to fade away, whether it was stairs or edges and eventually faces, I kind of had this moment of I'm going blind, like like it's really happening. And I know you also had that same moment, like in starting a blog. Can you share about that with us? I'm sure. So what actually, um, you know, when I was first diagnosed, of course, I was in total denial. 
not accepting it, you know, just totally not telling any family and friends or anything. So it actually was when I wrote my first blog, I was actually just on the computer, literally just typing everything out, my symptoms, you know, and how I felt. And it took that moment. I was actually typing and I actually said to myself, wow, I have muscular dystrophy. It's like, never mind what the doctors were saying. It was like, it took to me to type what I was saying actually on the laptop. And I'm just like, wow, I have muscular dystrophy. That is so crazy. So once I just like posted it on social media and Tumblr, and then that's when, you know, I got so much great feedback. And, you know, these are like even friends that were close to me that were just like, oh my God, I didn't even know you had that. Because looking Mm -hmm. at me at the time, you know, you couldn't really see that I had muscular dystrophy. I was still able-bodied, you know, walking, driving, you know, doing my thing. So, you know, it was like everybody was like, oh, my God, it was in total shock, you know, because I was not telling anybody about it. So it kind of took that moment for me to realize um, I have muscular dystrophy. They kind of opened the door a little bit, not 100%, but just a little crack. Yeah, (laughs) and thank goodness for those cracks, right? A little bit here, a little bit there. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I can also appreciate because as I started to lose my eyesight, we sometimes make up things. I would say, oh, my contacts, I forgot my contacts. You know, I just didn't know how to tell people I couldn't see, but you too, like when going in for a job interview or something, you would kind of make up your own stories. Yes, I definitely did as I was not saying muscular dystrophy at all. So even when I went on job interviews, because then I started eventually walking with a cane, I would tell them, you know, because obviously they could see that I couldn't hide the cane. I would say, oh, I sprayed my ankle or I was in a car accident. So I kind of said everything but. So it was it was either between those two, sprayed ankle or car accident. It was kind of like whatever came to mind as I walked in, you know, for that interview. But I was just saying everything but muscular dystrophy because I felt like if I did, they were not going to accept me. You know, they were going to say, oh, well, she can't do this job, especially, you know, in the retail, being on my feet, being in the fashion industry. So, you know, I just said everything but to just kind of make it, I don't know, I guess it sounded better to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it sometimes it, it takes time to feel comfortable in our in our skin, our new skin, you know, and but it's actually freeing when you can actually embrace it and say it and live it and don't feel bad about it, you know. And, and you know, the other thing, too, which I understand, I remember when I got my first white cane, I think I put it in the drawer and I didn't want it to come out. I didn't want it to exist. I didn't want to know that I needed it. Uh, but eventually I embraced it. And for you, you actually had several different mobility aids. Um, what did you, how did you kind of graduate from one to the other? Um, Sure. So I first, um, you know, started off with the cane because, you know, I just started to lose my balance. And, you know, it was still like walking kind of wobbly, like as I would say, kind of like a penguin. So I would, you know, walk with the cane and then probably like say a year or two or three, maybe after that, then my PT, my physical therapist was like, you know, maybe it's time to transition you know, into a walker, because a walker more stability, you know, I have like two arms. So I'm like, mm, all right, you know, and then once I tried out the walker, I'm like, wow, this actually feels pretty good. I actually feel almost sturdy. And I felt like I was actually walking a little bit better in the walker. So then that, um, you know, not like exciting, but I was just, it made me feel good as I started to walk in the walker. And then as time went on, it was maybe going on a year um, this past February is when I officially got my um, power wheelchair. So that's what I'm using now. And I must say, I must love it. At first, I was so hesitant. I'm like, no, I don't want a wheelchair. If I get a wheelchair, that means that's it. But, you know, it's like now I feel like so much more independent in the wheelchair. I feel safe. And even when I'm out with family and friends, I feel like I can pass them in the wheelchair now, opposed to the other other way around. And I lo- and I love it. It's not just a wheelchair. It's a power wheelchair. Right. Because, right? you know, <laughs> it's an, it's empowering. I love it. Um, You know, the, the thing, too, is so oftentimes people put their feet, foot, feet, mouth in their hands, right? Whatever. You know, that what I'm trying to say, the when they say the wrong thing, right? And I know that you've had a couple awkward experiences, one with the placard and one with a beautiful customized fashion cane. Can you tell us about those two? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, the one um, experience I had was, as I said, when I was first diagnosed, I was still able to drive, you know, get around independently. So, of course, I had got a handicap placard, because especially working in the retail field, you know, I would park at the handicap spot just because, you know, I didn't want to walk a long distance, especially when days, you know, the, the stores were super busy. So, you know, it would be days I would just kind of get out the car. And as I'm walking into the main entrance of the mall, I would totally get stared at like in you know, like, oh, my God, why is she parked at the handicap spot? And people would actually come up to me. And this is 
older people, younger people, like whoever. And they would just kind of say like, oh, like, why are you parked at a handicapped spot? You know, that's a handicapped spot. You're not supposed to be parked there. And, you know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, mind your business. Obviously, I have this sign for a reason. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like they don't know. But I feel like now once I then started walking with a cane, then maybe they eventually maybe just didn't say anything. But it's like they still kind of stared. And Mm -hmm. then another situation I had when I started using my cane, I was out with a night of friends at like a bar or something. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, oh, I see you have a cane. He's like, are you a pimp here in Boston? (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, it's just things people say. And I'm like, really? Like, why would I be walking with this cane if I didn't have to? Like, this is not like a fashion thing, man. Right, right. My career is not pimp. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, people say it's kind of like just hilarious. And I'm just like gotten used to it at this point. And I just like have to laugh it off. Well, sense of humor is huge when it comes to these changes in life, and you've definitely got that down. Now, today we are talking about planning for the future. And, um, you know, one of the things that you've really had to do was plan ahead. You know, you can't, because you are in your power wheelchair, you do have to make sure that restaurants, hotels, and so forth are accessible. What are some of the things that you have to go through to plan? I'm sure. So one of the things I have to go through to plan is, you know, something I realized as time went on and my disease, um, you know, started to progress was one is even just going out to restaurants with family and friends. You know, I always want to make sure, A, that the place was wheelchair accessible, that, you know, because there's some restaurants that have stairs. There's some restaurants there. It's like a high step that is like unable for me to step on. So what I do is um, what I started to do was I call the restaurant. Uh, you know, in advance, like, hey, I just want to make sure you guys are wheelchair accessible. Do you have an elevator? So things like that, even going away on, on vacation, you know, on a cruise ship, I have to make sure that the room is accessible, wheelchair accessible, rolling shower, you know, so wherever I go, even going to Foxwoods, you know, for the weekend, I need a, you know, rolling shower, accessible room, make sure that they have a raised toilet seat, which that's another thing. Because sometimes you may have a, um accessible room, but the toilet seat may still be low. And then that's still difficult for me to get out of. So I love that about Foxwoods is that although I asked for another like double like raised seater or toilet seat razor, they would come and bring that. So I think that's awesome that Foxwoods does that. But yeah, it's just like, you know, simple as planning, you know, calling that advance because, you know, you'll be surprised as long as like things supposed to be ADA compliant in this world. Some things are not. They're still very old buildings. You know, I've been to like malls and even some hospitals where the door is so heavy to open. And they don't even have, you know, the wheelchair button for you to buzz to get the door open. Or the worst thing is that they have the button and the button doesn't work. So mm. I'm just like, how is this, this going to work? Like, I'm in a well, wheelchair, how open the door? <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you because I appreciate the chirping at the signals that tells me when I can cross. And I live near the beach and there's a lot that don't. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm fr- playing the game Frogger, just running for yeah. it, trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you one last thing here because you do use PCAs, personal care attendance assistance, and because you can't get out. And just real quick, you know, what, what does someone, you know, need to look for in a PCA? I'm sure I would definitely say, oh, having a PCA is so hard. So whoever is out there and they have a PCA and can't find reliable ones, oh, I totally can understand. It's totally hard, you know, especially for someone like myself where I like things a particular way. I've always been a neat freak. Even in college, I lucked out and got my own room, so I did not have to share. So it's like now then having to transition of relying on a PCA and just helping me get dressed, helping me in and out the bed, um... Maybe they're not putting things back that they're not supposed to. They could definitely be a challenge and frustrating, especially for someone like myself, where I used to be able to get in and out of the bed on my own without a problem. So then, of course, then once the muscular dystrophy started to progress, that's when, you know, it's like it just became like a dead weight. Like it just became weaker. And then I just couldn't pull myself off the bed. So that's why yeah. I need to rely on the um, PCAs and they also help me, you know, when I get out the shower, help me get dressed and everything. So, you know, it's definitely challenging. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful and appreciate their help, but it definitely is a challenge every day. Yeah, it's hard to ask for help. And I took that same walk. You know, we want to do things ourselves, but at the same time, we're grateful for the support. So, but again, I still think muscular dystrophy picked on the wrong woman. And you've got humor <laughs> in your heart. You're thriving. You have your own business. We can't get to everything today, but... I've got to tell you, you really have painted a great picture of what it li- is like to live with muscular dystrophy. 
but I think just like your condition and mine, it can not, it can, you know, can kind of teach us things about ourselves. So I really appreciate you for being on the show. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. We wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. And for everybody listening today, think about where in your life you might need to do some planning, right? Think of all the things that she said that she has to plan for. Maybe you don't have to do that much on a daily basis, but think about planning for your future. Think about planning for, you know, what you want to achieve in life. You know, what makes your heart sing? It's all part of planning for the future. And I want to thank that, our, you know, Keisha for coming on. And the thing is that perhaps you have a story and you want to share it with us. Please email us at connect at livingfullout.com. Let us know what you've gone through, whether it be a tragedy, a crisis, a disability, health condition. Just make sure to give us your contact info so we can reach out to you. Today, it is all about planning for the future so you can live your life full out. We'll be coming right back after this break. I'm Nancy Soleri, and this is The Living Full Out Show. Stay with us. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. So, Jacqueline. Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. It's against my religion. I'm giving my dog a bath. You can have pictures of that. Pressure gives me hives. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. Hold on, let me ask my mom. Sorry, my webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. Unfortunately, I just had my clothes surgically attached to my body. If they got out, I might never be president. I'm already naked, under my clothes. Not even if you were all three Jonas Brothers. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. The more you ask, the less I want to. You're not the boss of me. Nudity makes me vomit. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at that'snotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm fleece on a cold I want to be day. A football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. What? 
What about our plan to win the lottery and start living? You know, travel the world on matching yachts, wear enough jewelry to require a bodyguard, vacation on the French Riviera, and then buy it. You know we're never going to win the lottery, right? When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. When it comes to planning for the future, think about the supporters in your life, the people that can keep you accountable to what it is that you're striving for. Also consider the resources that you might need, the time, the money, the people to keep you and guide you along your path. It's all about living full out as you plan for the future. You're listening to Living Full Out with Nancy Soleri. Nancy is here as a guide to show you how to rise above obstacles and savor each moment. If you have a question, call in live at 800-333-0001. That's 800-333-0001. And now, here's Nancy. Welcome back. I'm Nancy Soleri, and this is the Living Full Out Show. And today we've been talking about planning for the future. And, you know, I'll just say on a personal note, uh, having just spoke with our guests, you know, going through having retinitis pigmentosa and going blind for myself has been not an easy road, but I actually am thankful for it because it's allowed me to become more of a planner. And perhaps things have happened in your life where maybe you have kids and they've kept you on path to plan more. Maybe you work multiple jobs or have different obligations and you have to plan out your schedule. You know, sometimes the hard times in our life, the moments we're the most busy, as stressful and hectic as they may be, they allow us to plan for the future. It's almost like a guide put in place. So consider that as you're planning your future after today's show. Now, I'm getting word from our producer that we do have a listener on the line. We're going to go say hello to them. Hi, welcome to Living Full Out Show. Hi, Nancy's. I'm Jenny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How can I help you today? Yeah, I just had a question. So I would like to start my own business. Um, And I guess my question is, how do I kind of get that confidence and kind of get rid of that fear or kind of get rid of that, um, like being afraid to fail? Mm. Right. That's big, right? Because it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. Definitely could. But, but, but a couple thoughts. Okay. Think of the worst case scenario. You start a business and it fails. You know what? Mm-hmm. Many, many successful people have started a business and it has failed. And then they start another one and they start another one. And it doesn't mean that there's a, a large, large piggy bank for you to do that per se. But if something doesn't work out, set it free, but don't let it you know, bruise you up. Don't let it, you know, damper your spirits because that is a very common trait of successful people. And you are successful. So you're going to get a lot of no's before you get your yes. You might fail a couple of times before you have your hero in terms of your company. And that's okay. That's very, very common. Now, I'm just curious, what type of business do you want to create? I would like to open up my own salon. Woohoo! Love it. Um, I'll give you my address because <laughs> I need to get my hair done. Um, but but here's the thing: that is exciting, right? And personally, uh, having your own salon, whether you're doing the nails or you're doing the hair, I mean, a lot of times those folks are like therapists or psychologists, right? The, how much talking is going on within those salons? So you do a service in more ways than one if you do that. But what I want you to consider is who owns a salon that you admire? Now, might there might be one locally to you, or you might even go online or even go on LinkedIn and look to see who has a successful model, maybe in the way that you would like to do it, and call them up, send them an email, find out, you know, what was their path? Now, if you're going to email them, give them your top three questions. You know, I'm a budding salon owner and I really respect, you know, your path. And I'm just curious, could could I ask these three questions of you and could you answer them for me? They would be more than happy to pay it forward. 
And if that person is local to you, then you know what? Say, hey, can I stop by and can I shadow you for a day? Or, you know, could I, you know, take you out to coffee? And again, maybe asking them your top three questions. Most people who have gotten to a place of success, they're at a place where they want to coach, they want to mentor, they want to save you from wasting time or money. And so, you know, the good thing is, is all of that is there for you. And again, really choosing the words that you're going to say. So if you say to me, I want to start a business, but I'm worried I'm going to fail. Do you see how you're kind of counteracting the two? I want to start a business and I know it's going to be so exciting. It's going to be the best in the, in the area. Do you see what I'm saying? So try not to say one positive and then a negative to counteract it. Last word of advice, consider your USP. What is your unique selling proposition? What will make your salon more special, more unique, more different than the others in the area where you might have it? Can you do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to process. I know. <laughs> I could go for an hour on this question. I love starting a business. So you just feel free to call me after the show if you want more advice. Happy to help out. Okay? Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you so much. You're, you're welcome. Thank you for calling in. And for everybody today, it's all about planning for the future. But like that last caller, it can be exciting, you know, and, and if we fail, let's try again. And if we mess up, we'll do better next time. And then sometimes we just have to set things free and shake it up and go in a different direction. Again, I am here for all of you. Reach out to us at livingfullout.com. Know that we have all the coaching, all the support that you need, audios, videos, blogs, articles, you name it anything we can do to keep you supported. Also, check us out on social media. We're on so many different platforms, so whichever one suits you best. And truly, the entire Living Fallout family thanks you for listening today. Again, if you want to hear today's show again, just go to livingfallout.com, go to the App Store, look for Living Fallout Radio, and we will be right there beside you every step of the way. Here's to you living your life full out. Thank you for listening to the Living Full Out Show with Nancy Soleri. To learn more about this program, visit livingfullout.com for the latest episodes. Connect with the Living Full Out community by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you have an inspirational story you want to share, email us at connect at livingfullout.com. Here's to you, Living Full Out.